Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 106. Every time I say 100 and something, it just makes me smile. Episode 106 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Thank you. For showing up early to our live show today, guys, we got CT, Jake, Alpha, Eddie. What's up, guys? You guys were here early. Thank you. Episode 106 of the Poke Tower podcast. If you're new here, we are a collectibles trading card podcast. We talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and anything else uh, that interests us. And uh, yeah, we just dig into it, teach you how to be a better collector, collect at a higher level. And we got a lot of good stuff to do uh to talk about today. A lot of a lot of stuff that you don't get to talk about until the information kind of develops because you you guys know with with the with the collecting stuff, you never know who's right until like time passes by. And after a small amount of time passes by, you can start to gather information and as more time passes by, <laughs> You gather even more information and then you start to see, you know, who's right, who's hyping this stuff up. And um, that's one of the cool things about this show is that I get to report on that information. So today's one of those days where we can finally reflect on some things, see how things are going. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun to talk about. Thank you, Alpha. All right. Um, let's see. Before we start today's show. Uh, let's talk about the Halloween box break, which is in, uh, hold on, what's, uh, it's in like three days, October 28th, 29th, what's Friday? Oh gosh, um, hold on, it is, uh, the 28th, duh, October 28th at 7.30 Central, we have our Halloween box break, which is going to be featuring Topps Fright Flicks, this is from 1988, super old Really excited. Um, you can get cards, stickers, and bubble gum. I believe it's in every pack. You get one of each. Um, we're going to be hunting, me personally, I'm going to be hunting for uh, Freddy and Predator. Uh, one, because my son is a huge fan of Predator. Uh, he's actually going to be Predator for Halloween this year. So <laughs> it's the second year in a row he's been <laughs> he's been Predator. Um, but then, yeah, they also have Alien. They have Fright Night, Frankenstein, Ghostbusters, all kinds of cool stuff in here. Um, and it is gradable. And it is pretty desirable. Go go do your research um, on eBay and uh, pretty pretty good for a cheap set. I, w- I would say that's that's where where I would where I would grade it. Um, the other thing we're gonna be opening up is Goosebumps collectible trading cards. This is from Tops as well. Uh, this is like a '90s set, maybe early to 2000. Um, but we're gonna be looking for Monster Magic cards, foil stickers, and glow in the dark cards. I'm gonna be looking for the glow in the dark cards. Um, I've had this box for a minute. We've been saving it specifically for Halloween. I remember when I got it, we're like, hey, when are we opening that? We're opening it in like three days. So uh, make sure you get your packs at thepokeytower.com. And if you end up getting packs at thepokeytower.com, you're also going to be entered to win a free Oogie Boogie Dice in the Dice Cart Funko. I like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, I thought it was appropriate because of the Halloween uh, deal we got going on. So there you guys go. That's the that's the the intro news. Head to thepokeytower.com. Get your packs. 
there's a lot left. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to fill those spots before we start on Friday. Uh, all right, that's it. Episode 106. Here we go. Lots of stuff. We're gonna start this week off with pack of the week. All right, pack of the week is our segment where we take one random set from any of the four TCGs: Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Digimon, Pokemon, whatever one. Uh, we haven't done Digimon in a few weeks, so I was like, "Hey, let's do Digimon." And uh, I saw a New Awakening. I was like, "Hey, look at these prices." That's what I wanted to share with you guys. <clears throat> if you look over here on TCGPlayer.com, you got thirty-six listings as low as thirty-eight eighty-eight. That is almost $20 under wholesale prices. It's a great time to buy New Awakening for your sealed collection. And it's also a great time to buy New Awakening to rip the crap out of it. Because look at these top three cards you have on the left here. You got Black War Greymon at $62. That's almost double the price of a booster box. You got, and we pulled one actually. Uh, we pulled one on the two-year anniversary, which is really fun. You got the Ophanamon. Uh, fall down mode, $34. And then you have Chimeramon alternate at $29, I believe. That's what, yeah, it's $28.40. Uh, so all these cards, you know, not all of them, there's three. Uh, but there's actually about six, six-ish, seven cards that, that cross that $19, $20 price point. So if you're buying a box for $38, $39, um, that's great. That's like great news. So you might want to look into that. It's a great time to get these for your sealed collection. Like I said, it's less. It's twenty dollars less than wholesale. Um, and then if you want to rip, it's a great time to rip because you know low low risk there. You're paying thirty eight bucks to have, you know, some awesome cards. So I saw that. I was like, let's open up some new awakening. What's up, Chris? What's up, Wiener Schnitzel? All right, let's get this party started. Pack of the week. Here we go. This is the highlights on the left. We, obviously, we want to pull, you know, one of these cards on the left, but you never know. Uh, so here we go. We got a freshie. Let's just grab one here from the middle. We'll just grab that. Also, he's not with us today. Somebody, somebody tagged ATM on the Discord um, because he just he won himself a free pack as well. And if you're wondering why, it's because last week I had asked everyone to share the podcast on their Instagram. He was the only guy who did it. So I really appreciate that. And uh, here's a free pack of Digimon New Awakening. This will go to you. And I believe you're already a part of the box break this Friday. So I'll just go ahead and add this in with your order. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Pack of the week. Let's get my pack now. See what we got. Um, I would love to get the Flamedramon alternate art. I think that one's pretty sick. Um, I would like to go maybe for an, another Imperial Dramon of some sort. Um, a Chimeramon, the alternate's very good. The SR is also like 20 bucks right now. So we'll see what we got. I don't think we've got the best card we've got on pack of the week was five bucks. And that was last week, uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh for power of the elements. So here we go. Elecmon, Anjumon, Mushroommon, Catchmamemon, Betsumon. Skullmarimon, Fangmon, Bibimon, Kari. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Iser, Iser Eugen. 
There's a Gamma Mon Rare. All right. Okay. Let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. There we go. Black War Greymon. Super Rare. Yes. I think that's that's one of the better hits on Pack of the Week so far. <laughs> I said we were going to get a Black War Greymon, didn't I? Not, I, didn't, I wanted the alt, but hey, I'll take that one. I don't, I don't believe I have that one yet. Let's just go and check it out on TCGplayer.com. Let's see what we got. I think he's maybe five bucks. Is that what it is? I'd like to beat last week's um last week's number. Oh, he's eleven bucks. Let's go. That is the current champion of pack of the week. I'm excited. That's a great way to start today's show. All right, pack of the week. Let's go. Eleven bucks. Um, let's let's take a look out. Let's see how he looks here. Ah, he's got some damage up there. See that? That's going in the binder. That's bent right there. Can see it perfectly. That'll go in the binder. All right, but I don't think I have this one, so that's that's a win either way. All right, let's put this over here. <clears throat> now, moving on to grade it. Here we go. All right, grade it is our segment where we take a look at cards that are just in my giant stack of card savers. Uh, and they're going to be cards that I grade, and I just break down the prices to you guys, and I also break down the condition of what I'm seeing on these cards, and uh, I give you basically what I use to run my business, and uh, you can take it or leave it. You can do whatever you want to do, but um, this is what I do, you know, 24-7, so I have it pretty dialed in. Card habit, what's up? All right, so uh, here we go. Grade it this week. Da, 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 yep, that's right. We're going with Digimon. So we have an Imperial Dramon Dragon Mode Secret Rare from Digimon 1.5. Okay. Let's go ahead and take a look at the condition. Then we will break down the numbers. And I think you guys are going to be surprised. Let me get over here. In front of my light here. I got to take a better look. All right. So... With these secret rares on Digimon, the most important thing for surface, right? Centering is, it's it, with, with these full art cards, the centering that you're going to get hit on would be like, again, like uh, the font and things like that being real blurry, the character being blurry, the lines are not right. You know, the font is very hard to read because it wasn't printed correctly. Um, that would be a form of centering. Also, if this foil was shifted off the artwork, you'd be able to see that very easily. You would know if you had it. Um, so that's your centering there, but really for these secret rares is you want to look at the gold foil. That's where you're going to find all the scratches and possibly print lines, right? So <clears throat> you just got to hit it from all different kinds of light and you're looking at literally, you have to look at the card holistically. So don't just like focus on one spot and be like, oh, there's no scratches there. It's like, you got to scan the whole thing. Uh, make sure there's no fingerprints on the gold because you know, that, that can get you for surface. Um, and again, you'll have to hit this multiple different ways. Just like that. Now, the only thing I see here, and this, this could, this, this can still, you can still get a 10, but if you really want to be real nitpicky, I see something right here. See that? Now it's not really a scratch. It just looks like two lines like almost like it's cracked 
almost like the foil has a cracking in it. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, now it's at the bottom of the card. It's off and away. So it's not really, you know, a huge eye appeal ding, right? And now the thing with Digimon is looking at the back. The back is usually riddled with cutting errors, things like that. Remember what I tell you guys, if you see a little white speck like this, consider it a nine. You should not want to go into this thinking, oh, I can, I might get a 10. Don't, don't, don't might get a 10. You, you want to say it's a 10 or you want to say it's, you know what, you want to go in with the expectation of the grade that you think you're going to get for real. So I can tell you right now that that is definitely like a cutting issue. So that's, I'm going to count that as a Nick and I'm going to knock myself down to a nine automatically. The other thing we're looking at is the surface of the card. Now this is a nice glossy flat surface. So you can really see every little thing. The other thing you can see here is this line running through here. That's just the foil pushing through. Um, I've seen cards get a PSA six because of that, but, uh, I don't think that's going to be the case here because it's very light. I mean, you just have to blast it with the light to see it right there. It's not creased. That's just from the, that's the indent of whatever they pressed into this card. And then you see something right down here too, a little piece of white. And I can't, it's not like that can come off. I would say that this is, this is not going to get a 10. This would get a nine. And if someone's having, you know, like, if I'm if I'm working with the toughest of graders, you could you could make a case that this could be an eight. <clears throat> and then if you wanted to take it up even a notch and like say, hey, let's let's get like real like let's get real down and dirty, you could say that this could even be a six because of that right there. You could interpret that as like, oh, well, that's that's a dent in the card. I don't think that's going to be the issue. I haven't had that kind of issue um, only once, but it was a little bit more severe than that. So I'm going to go with a nine on this. And here we go. Let me show you guys the numbers. This is, this one was surprising when I, when I looked this one up, I was like, wow, that's uh, pretty crazy. Okay. Here's the numbers. Let me move this out the way. There you go. All right. So. You got the Imperial Dramon Dragon Mode Secret Rare from Digimon 1.5. The market price for this card is $4.12. You can find that on TCG Player. Now, are you going to get one that's a PSA 9, PSA 10 candidate? I don't know. That's something that you have to figure out on your own. The only thing I can do is give you average numbers. There are no PSA 8 sales. However, there were two sales for... Um, there's one PSA 9 sale and one PSA 10 sale. The 9 went for 60. The 10 went for 90. Now you're saying, you know, that's that's terrible. Like, that's not good at all. I want to make $300 on a PSA 10. But I don't have these arbitrary numbers in my head of what something should sell for. I go off the numbers. I go off the stats. And then I do the math. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you pass. That's It's very simple. Um, so your cost of goods. Let's say you find one for $4.12. And let's say you know, it's worthy of getting a 9 or a 10. I would still grade this card under the bulk TCG um, uh, service, which would be, you know, 18 bucks a card. And the reason for that is because a PSA 10 is only 90 bucks right now. Now, that can change, and I, th I think it, 
It may change sooner than later, especially because it's 1.5. 1.5 is a very good set and also a poorly printed set. So I think that's something to think about long term. But if if you're in this for like just money only, these are the things you got to think about. Um, I would grade it for 18 bucks. That's just, you're just minimizing your risk. It's just a little bit of damage control in the event things go bad. Um, $5 to ship it to PSA. So you're looking at your total cost of goods to be $27.12. That would be with an $18 bulk grade, right? Value grade. And then if you went for the $30 econ grade, which you'll get your card back in about a month and a half, you know, five to seven weeks, um, that's going to cost you $39.12. So anywhere from $27 to $39 is going to be your total cost of goods for this card. Your fees on eBay. This is this is if you were to sell the card for sixty, or if you were to sell it for ninety, right? So if you sell it for sixty, you're looking at about eight dollars and ten cents. If you sell it for ninety, you're looking at about twelve dollars in fees. Shipping, I always do free shipping, so that's factored in, and that's just five bucks on my end. Um, so total profit here. If you do bulk, if you do bulk and you get a nine, you can land twenty four seventy eight. If you do a PSA ten. And you and you land a ninety dollar price point, you're talking about forty five dollars and eighty eight cents profit. <clears throat> now, if you go econ because you you want to grade this card a little bit faster, you're looking at twelve dollars and seventy eight cents for a PSA nine. That's profit. And if you want a PSA ten price, you'll you'll come out with thirty three dollars and eighty eight cents. Right. So just a twelve dollar difference is what you're looking at. But um, I just looked at this like wow, like that's a really low risk for a four dollar card. You know, um, because the reality is for people that are running like a trading card business, there's nothing wrong with making $10 a card. That's great. I mean, you sell five to seven cards a day, that's 50 to 70 bucks profit, right? And then you multiply that by 30, you know, 30, uh, 30 days a month or whatever you're, that's like really good. Um, you're talking like 1500, you know to over a couple grand a month uh, just for slabs that are making you 10 bucks, right? And I think that's where people get it wrong. Um, so th- these are the numbers. Uh, this one, I have I have like three copies of this card. So I need to go back and check and see if I have a better one. It's always good to, to have a better one. And I would send two. I'd probably keep one in the binder. The worst one would stay in the binder. The other two would go um, and get graded. And then one's for me and one's for sale. That's That's usually how I do it. And, uh, yeah, this is a cool card. I, I couldn't believe how cheap it was. And I couldn't believe that the numbers actually worked. Like, you know, I think the problem is, I, I really think the big problem is, is that people, they're like, if I get a 10, I'm selling it for 500. And it's like, where did you get that number from? You know what I mean? Like, of course, everyone wants 500 bucks, but where did you get this arbitrary number of 500? You know, and, uh, well, I saw someone list it for a thousand. So if I just go 500, it's like, don't do that. Play play by the actual rules and the actual numbers you'll do well and remember it's about volume okay like i'm not i'm not selling this one card to pay my mortgage i'm i'm selling lots of cards right so uh there you guys go that's my point of view um as someone who does this all the time it's also a sick card i really like 1.5 and 1.0 for digimon because of the time of the year that it came out in 2021 um the very very bad supply squeeze that we had at one point and the very bad print quality. I think that's what's going to put a target on PSA 10s in the future as people get more hip to Digimon. So there you guys go. 
That's it for Great It this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that information. Now we're moving on to the Battle Royale. Quick sip after the rip. I'm really pumped on that Black War Greymon. Biggest hit of pack of the week. I'm still excited about that. All right. TCG Battle Royale. If you don't know, this is our segment where we talk about all four TCGs. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Dragon Ball, Digimon. And we rank their newest booster release set. uh, And kind of talk about the numbers. How these sets rank up against each other, right? Um, So that way, if you're a collector of all four you kind of have a way of identifying what you want to buy and prioritize because it's hard to buy every set every quarter for every TCG. It's very expensive, right? So here we go, guys. Number one this week, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Um, and, and if you're getting sick of that, I'm sorry, but I have some stuff I want to show you later that I think anyone can appreciate. Um, case prices for Dragon Ball Super Dawn of the Z are now up to $1,899, basically, for a case. That is about $100 cheaper than the Bardock God Rare, just buy the Bardock. That's what I would do. Uh, box prices are down. They're down to $115.93, and that was from, I believe, $125 last week or $128. So, you know, about a $13 drop, which is significant. It's not huge. But uh, it might be a good week, if you haven't yet, to get back on this train with Dragon Ball Super's Dawn of the Z. You'll thank me in about six months. <laughs> Top four cards in the set, all the prices combined, come up to $24.25.40. So that is down as well. The Goku has dropped. The regular art, secret rare, Bardock has dropped. And also the... Um, Super Saiyan 4 here also dropped. So they're all they're all going down. The only one who's who's kind of holding up the set is the Bardock. But these are still, I mean, Goku's still like 160 bucks, I think. And then this one right here is like close to 200 I think. So they, they dropped, but not, we're not talking like, oh, yeah, it's cheaper than the price of a box. It's still more expensive than the box. Um, but I have some stuff that I want to show you later on tonight for Dragon Ball Peeps. Uh, I was pretty nuts after I got to... Look at everything. All right, number two this week. Yep, it stays in the same spot. I know it's probably, it probably seems generic, but hear me out. Once you see all these numbers laid out, you'll probably kind of see the picture I'm painting here. Uh, Digimon Cross Encounter. So that dropped last Friday. Uh, case price is at eight ninety nine ninety nine. It's pretty good, pretty darn good. Seeing that you know. Uh, X record is still up in the high 900s, which is crazy. Um, box price for this, though, is $74.96, so much lower than what X record had started out with. Remember, X record like debuted in the 80s. Uh, $74.96 is not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, the top four cards in the set, all priced out together, come out to $950.98. And that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. I'll tell you why. Um, you got the Alphamon kind of ranging around like 800 ish dollars. And that, that card is supposed to be uh, 
one and two, one and three case hit. We're not sure. Probably very similar to Omnimon Double Diamond, which would which would probably be about you know one in every few cases. I'd say. Um, the thing about the as I don't really know how to read this just yet because the Omnimon he debuted at sixteen hundred bucks. I remember when we covered this. It was sixteen hundred. Then it went down to eleven hundred. Then it went down to eight hundred. And then it went down to like 400 to 500. And I was like, I'm going to wait till it touches 300 and I'm going in. It never did. It actually made it down to 400, 500 and then whoop, came right back up. And now the raw ones are like eight, 900 thousand bucks. PSA nines are like 1200, 1500 bucks. PSA tens, 3000, $4,000. So that one never got below 500. There may have been one that was like 475, but very quick turn. So this Alphamon, you know, debuting at 800 is pretty good on TCG player. But maybe, maybe we will see some 600s, some 500s. And if you, if you do, you should probably strike, especially if you like this card. If you really like the Alphamon, you should probably do that because I think we're going to see the same thing. I think it's going to get to that $500. Maybe, maybe a, a small influx of supply brings the price down just a little bit to that $500, $600 price point, and then it goes right back up uh, to $800, $900 raw, and that's just where it'll sit. And we can kind of use the information from Double Diamond to see, like, that's probably what's going to happen. Now, the difference is, this sucks, right? So you could say the same for Dragon Ball. Bardock is no Vegeta. He's going to be cheaper. We could say that Alphamon is no Omnimon, but it's it's hard to tell because with, with Dragon Ball... People are respecting the rarity. It's not so much about the guy on the card. It's about the rarity. So if we see the same thing here for Alphamon, don't expect him to be cheaper than Omnimon. It, they're probably just going to end up being the same. <clears throat> now, what I don't like about this set is the top four cards come out to nine fifty ninety eight. I'm not saying that that's not expensive enough. What I'm saying is, is I'm not surprised it's I'm actually surprised it's not higher because I feel like an Alphamon could sell for 950 on its own. So that means that the other three cards in the top four are like $30, $40 cards. And that, that kind of sucks when you buy a box, you know, for $75 right now. Um, I feel like the rest of the set doesn't really, there may be some, some meta to it. And, you know, um, I know this, uh, the Sakuyamon, is a big deal. Um, but to me, it's like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of connection connecting with the collectors. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of things that add up for us. Now, the alpha Mon's a different story, but I feel like he's an outlier in this set. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I just feel like this, the rest of the set might go down very quickly and alpha Mon will be the only thing that keeps it alive. And he's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, alt hearts and secret rares are always going to be collectible. But to me, these characters are fairly weak compared to other characters we've seen. So when we're talking about the, the Poke Tower Commandments, right? Character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in, which this is a big set, Cross Encounters. Big set because we have the ghost rare rarity. That's a big deal. Um, you know, but then no story, no glory. And 
No story, no glory is huge, right? Especially for Digimon. You guys already know how many people don't even know stuff about Digimon. They're like, oh yeah, I like Agumon. And it's like, you know, there's other Digimon out there, right? And they don't know. So how do you get people to adopt Digimon when you give them characters they can't familiarize with? So that's something I'm kind of seeing. I'm not really sure. You know, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not against it. I think you do need to push new Digimon and new archetypes and things like that. But on the same hand, it's got to be slow and methodical. And I feel like this one's just going to be like, eh, you know, there's really nothing in it for me to buy. I'll just get the Alphamon. We'll see. I'm not saying that's going to be the thing, but that's just kind of the vibes I'm getting right now. All right. Number three this week. Yu-Gi-Oh! Darkwing Blast, right? So it moved up to number three. That's the, this is the newest set that dropped last Friday, Darkwing Blast. Um, case price, $775. Box price, $73.92, which is, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for Yu-Gi-Oh! And then the top four cards in the set, they're all Starlight Rares, so it's $920.66. Um, now you might say, well, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! should be number two over Digimon. Hear me out. When you have four Starlight Rares, right? When you have four Starlight Rares and their combined price is nine twenty sixty six, I feel like that's not a good look. When you have one Alphamon that can sell for that price on its own, that's why I feel like Cross Encounters will be a stronger set in the future. It will be more memorable. I guarantee you, you know, the other thing too is it's about this this anniversary thing, special special set anniversary thing that Digimon's doing, right? They did it with Double Diamond and and Omnimon was like the special ghost release. And then on the second anniversary of that, they're doing Alphamon. So like there's like a story behind this that they're developing. Who knows what who knows who number three is gonna be, right? But they're doing the Royal Knights in a in a ghost rarity. That's their that's their selling thing. And I feel like that's gonna age better over time. And Starlight Rares, which you've seen over and over again. Not to mention, if you're not playing the game, you probably don't know these characters. More so than the Digimon. So that's that's kind of why I'm I'm putting Yu-Gi-Oh! at number three. That could change as I learn more about it, but right now it's gonna stay number three because I feel like think about this in time. Out of the three sets that are on this board right now, which ones will we be talking about next year? We're going to be talking about Dawn of the Z, and we're probably going to be comparing Alphamon to Omnimon. And I bet you there will be an even better Yu-Gi-Oh set that we'll be talking about, and we won't be talking about Darkwing Blast. That's where my mind is going. Remember, at the beginning of this episode, I said, sometimes it takes time to prove a point. And then finally, when that time comes, we get to look at all that information and, and, and show the stats and the data that proves what we were talking about. Things take time, and I bet you, in the short term, people are like, yeah, you're dumb. You know what you're talking about. That's fine. Give it six to nine months. Give it a year. I guarantee you we will remember Dawn of the Z. We may even still be talking about it, and I guarantee you we will be talking about that Alphamon. I don't think we'll be talking about any Starlight Rares from, from Darkwing Blast, especially, especially when you have sets like Power of the Elements and Battle of Chaos 
which have superior starlight rares. You got to think about this stuff holistically. Think about the, everything. Don't just think about right now and the price and how hot something is, right? Got to think about everything. All right. That doesn't mean it's bad, though. Darkwing Blast is still cool. Um, hopefully, I'll get a chance to open some. All right. Number four this week. Look at all the green on the screen. Holy cow. All right. You got Lost Origin. As Alpha likes to say, Lost Funds. Lost Origin is number four this week. Why? 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 Well, it's the second oldest set on the Battle Royale behind Dawn of the Z, uh, which I don't like. Um, and when we talk about the numbers here, you'll see. So case price, $589. Box price, $102. The top four cards in the set add up to $419.61. So it is green in all categories, which you would think, hey, I think um, I think I like this. Well, this is where my thought process goes with this. So, not, we're not even going to go too deep into this, but check this out. Next year, I guarantee you, we will be talking about Dawn of the Z. Cross Encounters, we will be talking about Alphamon. And then you say, well, what about Yu-Gi-Oh? You said we're not talking about that next year. Why, why is that higher than Pokemon? I think Giratina is better than those cards. That's fair. You can think that way, but I'll tell you this. I bet you, I bet you that those Starlight Rares will be more valuable and more rare than the Giratina. So that's why Yu-Gi-Oh gets the edge over Pokemon. See how that works? <clears throat> I bet you that that Tier Limits Starlight Rare will be worth more in value and will be more rare and the Giratina. It will have lower pops. It'll have a higher PSA premium. A higher raw card premium. Bet on it. So that's why I'm going uh, with that. I think the Aerodactyl may rise to be something special. Uh, but it's not enough to carry a set long term. When the next Altart Silver Tempest comes out with Lugia. Aerodactyl will be a thing of the past. Right? So. That's all the stuff. Um that I'm seeing this week in the battle royale. It's really fun to see all this stuff happen at once because it's finally starting to come together. I can finally show you guys why I think the way I think. Uh, and this was a great way of doing it with two new sets, two older sets, but also the rarities in the set. That's so big, so big. The God rare is the biggest rarity out of all these. Then you could say that the ghost rare or the diamond rare from Digimon is the next biggest rarity which a Starlight Rare is probably not far behind that. And then you have an Altart Secret Rare from Pokemon, which is probably going to be the lowest tier. It just is. Um, so there you guys go. I like it. Dawn of the Z, number one. Cross Encounter, number two. Darkwing Blast, number three. Lost Origin, number four. And that's it. All right, guys, moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right. Covering every Pokemon Booster expansion from the beginning, we are in the EX series right now, the EX era, and today we get to take a look at EX Team Rocket Returns. Let's take a look at the price guide. Real briefly, here we go. All right. Mudkip Gold Star, thousand bucks. I had, when I saw that today, I was like, what the heck? I didn't know it was like that. I'll have to go on eBay and look more, but I was I was I was surprised. Um 
Trico, Gold Star, $450. Rockets Mewtwo, $400. That's the EX. Rockets Snorlax EX, $278. Rockets Suicune EX, $220. Rockets Scyther, $185. Scizor, $179. These are very expensive EX cards, which is, it was cool to see this type, type of stuff. Entei, $164. Here comes Team Rocket. This is a secret rare, and it's at $143. Rocket Sneasel. This is a cool card. Uh, I'm a huge Sneasel fan, though. He was, also, he was a part of my um, XY championship team. Uh, Mega Sneasel. Ultra Sweeper. Uh, $135. Or uh, Mega Weavile. My bad, Mega Weavile. Rockets Hitmonchan, 127. And then number 12 on the list is actually Rockets Moltres at 124.99. Okay. There are other cards that are very expensive here, but that was the top 12. Moving on. Here are the PSA pops. Let me get a quick sip. Been talking a lot tonight. Holy cow. Everyone doing good? Danny, what's up? <sighs> All right. Whew. Had to refresh my breath. All right. <clears throat> losing, losing my voice. Mudkip, the gold star. Um, you got 39 PSA 10s. Uh, 214 9s. That's, I can't believe that there was 39 10s. I was like, dang. Dang. You got uh, Trico with 46 10s. Mewtwo's, uh, Rockets, Mew, Rockets Mewtwo EX. <clears throat> 68 tens. Super low pops on these. It's just crazy. A lot of nines, though. Rocket Snorlax, 87 tens. Rocket Suicune, which is actually one of the better Suicune cards. I think it looks very nice. 63 tens. And then Rocket's Scyther, 43 tens. Um, I don't know what to think. I like all these cards. Like, if if I were to open a random pack of EX Team Rocket returns, like I would be I would be pumped on any of these. I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Um I have no preference here. I like the pops on all of them. From what I've seen, I mean, this is like if you're gonna spend money, this is where it's at. This is I, I think it's just a solid set. Like I really like this top six here. I don't have any issues with it. I like the rarities involved. Um, I like the characters involved. I think Scyther's probably the weakest character here. And even then, he's still... There's a lot of Scyther peeps out there. So, like, he deserves to be in that number six spot. Here are the uh, bottom half here. So, number uh, seven to 12. You got Scizor with 74 tens. Entei with 79 tens. The secret rare... Here comes Team Rocket with 21 tens, which I believe is the lowest on the list. It is. That's crazy. You got the Sneasel EX. I really like that one. 57 tens. You got Hitmonchan. 43 tens. And then Moltres, which is probably my least favorite. I think that's a decent artwork. I'll give him that. Um, and that's 62 PSA tens. I 
this is just, you know, what, what I'm going to have to do is I'll just have to go on eBay and start looking at, you know, what's what's available and, and who's who's underpriced. And what you do, what I do is I go here, right? And you go to the price guide and you find your favorite guy. Like, hey, I'm going to go look for this guy, right? And let's let's talk about, let's see here. Let's talk about uh, Rocket Sneasel EX. Let's do that. Come here. Rockets, Sneasel, EX. Let's, uh, and then we're going to try like lower end grading companies. We're going to go like CGC. We're going to see what we got. Uh, that's a Japanese one. That's not a Rocket Sneasel. That's wrong. Here we go. That's a PSA 5. I'm not, not really interested in that. But you look at the price, 108. And you look at our price guide over here. Where were they having them at? 135? Uh, hell no. That ain't gonna happen. So I don't see anything from CGC. Then what I would do is I would try SGC. Whole lot of not of there. So there's really nothing there. So now, it's like, oh man, my favorite guy isn't there. What I would do is I'd go EX... Rocket returns SGC. And I'll try like this. Here we go. Now we're talking. Okay. This is what I'm talking about, guys. I like this. We got an EX Suicune. 7.5. Not great, but but decent, right? For 249. That just seems low, but let's let's go ahead and check here. 220. So now you gotta ask yourself this. This is what you do. You ask yourself this. What are the chances I can find a raw Suicune for 220 bucks, grade it, and get a 7.5 and think that I can beat this price? What are the chances? If you have zero chance, you go for you you make an offer on this guy for 220 bucks and you see if you win. That's what you do. You can do that for any card. That's really expensive. So this is an SGC nine rockets Hitmonchan. You're probably not gonna be able to negotiate that. Um, I really I like this. This seems this seems cheap. You never know. So now we can also go to CGC and we'll check that. All right. Um, let's see. I wanna I want one of the higher end guys here. Uh, that's a gold star. Not much here. They've probably been wiped out. I was hoping to find another EX. So it looks like that Suicune is, that is the move right now. And that's what I would do. And then I'd just walk away. Wait a minute. We got an eight. What's this? We got an eight for the Moltres. But see now this one, this one's a little different. What are the chances you can find one in a eight or better at $124 and then being able, well, then also having to grade it too. That's the other thing. Do you think you can grade it and beat this price and get an eight? If you can't, make an offer. Entei, that seems that seems cheap for a nine. There's some. I would say that there's not enough eyes on this set, and you you got a shot. You got a shot at at winning here. It's not a lot, but I mean that's that's this is literally how you do it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take another look. I'll have to take another deeper look at that. But there you guys go. That's every Pokemon booster expansion all the way up to Pokemon EX Team Rocket returns.
Sweet. I really like this set. It was very nice to look at. All right, guys. That's it for Pokemon this week. Moving on to uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Let me get another sip. Losing my voice. All right. Part of the cards this week. If you guys saw it on the thumbnail, um, we're going to be looking at the best sets of Yu-Gi-Oh from 2021. And you say, well, it's 2022. Why are we looking at 2021? For me, someone who's into like longer term collecting, I like the 12 month mark. I really like the 12 month mark because not every set will be reprinted. Some sets fall through the cracks. Some sets catch fire in their first year. So for me, that this 12-month mark really just kind of gives me a better look at like, well, I missed the boat. I might not want to miss it again because here's where the prices are after 12 months. So like, it's just a, it's just a way for me to reflect and, and look at the bigger picture instead of getting sucked into this quarter's release, right? Um, a lot of people fall into that. So it's, it's very hard to do, but we're going to look at the top, Six, eight sets, something like that of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, we're just going to look at the prices. Not real in-depth. It's just going to be the big picture. But um, here we go. We're going to go with uh, the worst set of 2021. And we will work our way up to the best. There you guys go. Um, that is Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm listed at $36.32. Not bad. Um there is a $90 card in here that you can pull. It's an ultra rare. Um, it's the, uh, I forget his name. I just sold one too. <laughs> Baron, Baron de Fleur. Bell de Flau. It's French. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's an ultra rare. And they're saying that he is like one in every two boxes of you pulling an ultra rare. Maybe even one in every three. So. And he's pretty meta. That's why people want him. Um, there's a ghost rare in the set, but that only goes for about 30 bucks. Um, but if you're into ghost rares and you want to pull one for cheap, you got 36 bucks. And just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad. It just, you know, like really depends, you know, what, what you're trying to do. But if you want a cheap box, 36 bucks, um, that is the cheapest box of 2021. Here's the next one. Ancient Guardians, Ancient Oranges. You can get a box for $37 on TCG Player. That is like, I don't know, um, like 20, 20-ish dollars under wholesale. Pretty good. Maybe, maybe 18 or something like that. I don't know. 15 to 20 something dollars under wholesale, depending on guess where you get your stuff from. But, uh, Super cheap, and there's also collector rares in this set. Now, keep in mind, this is something I brought up before. Um, the reason why these boxes could be so cheap is that, remember, you're going to pull three to four collector rares per case. Um, if you're a big box distributor and you have cases on cases on cases, and let's say for some reason he had 12 boxes in a case, and he got lucky and he pulled he pulled four collector rares in that case. Back to back to back, right? He just pulled them all. And he has eight boxes left. 
And he's like, well, I don't need these boxes because I got the collector rares in the out of the case. What someone could do is they could list those boxes and just get rid of them because they've already got the collector rares. They've already sold the bulk from those boxes that they opened. And they know that the rest of the boxes will probably just yield secret rares and ultra rares and not any collector rares. So it's just a race to the bottom at that point. And you can just off as many boxes as you need to. Um, Fluky, what's up? So I'm not saying that's what people are doing, but I'm saying that that is, you know, if if you have a cold box, you know, how, how do you prove to someone and say, well, you know, there might be a uh, collector's rare in there. You really can't. It's just like, you don't know. So, um, and that's why you'll see like people say like case fresh and things like that, you know, but there's really no way to prove that. So just something to consider. I think it's great to buy if you're just adding to your sealed collection. Like that's just one, like, hey, 37 bucks, done. Got that one, checking the box, it's over with. You know what I mean? All right. Here is the next one. Uh, this is like the third worst set. I think there's a big jump here too. Yep. Blazing Vortex. 55.12. So yeah, big jump there, about an $18 jump. Um, and this is a Starlight set. So you have Ghost Rare, you have Collector Rare, and you have Starlight set, Blazing Vortex. I haven't had any luck with Blazing Vortex. Gotten absolutely wrecked. Pulled a Collector Rare, Utopic Draco Future, and a single boost. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what's funny? Is that's why I'm so... I think that's why I'm so tied to collector rares because my very first box of Toon Chaos that I bought, I pulled um, Black Luster Soldier, Envoy of the Beginning, collector rare. And that just so happens to be the best collector rare of all collector rares right now. So like he's the most expensive, most sought after. He's the guy. Um, so Devin has him right now. I need to get it back. Uh, but that was like my first PSA 10 modern Yu-Gi-Oh card. And I pulled it. So... Very cool to have. And I think that's why I'm, you know, I'm loyal. I am loyal to collector rares. They're just so cool to see. All right, here we go. This is the the top, top sets of 2021 for Yu-Gi-Oh. You got Lightning Overdrive at 59.87. So just beating out um, Blazing Vortex. And this is also a Starlight set. Moving on. Dawn of Majesty, another Starlight set, sixty-five eighty-nine. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's like the the only one that's you know that's still kind of surviving is Dawn of Majesty so far. Then you got these. I believe it's like uh, two more after this. Let me see. Brothers of Legend, sixty-six bucks. I didn't see that coming. Um, when I was looking this up, I was like. Dang, I didn't realize Brothers of Legend was doing so well. I thought it had had its day and then it was starting to die off, but no, people are still opening it. People are still paying, you know, good money for that set. Burst of Destiny, $70. That is another Starlight set. You guys see in the trend here? You have Collector Rare. Yeah, well, you have Ghost Rare here. Collector Rare. This one doesn't really count because Legendary Duelist hardly ever do well, but that's a different conversation. Uh, you got Collector Rare, 
Starlight Rare, Starlight Rare, Starlight Rare, and then you have Brothers of Legend, Starlight Rare. And then moving on, Burst of Destiny, 70, Starlight Rare, and then the best set, this is the best Yu-Gi-Oh set of 2021 in terms of value. King's Court and Fluky, it's funny, as soon as Fluky said it, I was like, yep, yep. So King's Court uh, is at $70.53, and um, yeah, I I remember when it first came out, me and Devin were saying, this is one that's going to be remembered, and the reason why is those, those, those prismatic god cards or whatever they have, what are they called? Um, they're amazing. So check this out. I'm going to look it up right now. King's Court. Um, but yeah, we were telling, like, look at this, guys. This The secret Pharaoh's rare. These guys are absolutely carrying. I mean, look at that Slifer. 245. You got 134 for the, the raw. 80 for the obelisk. And then look at, you got a $100 collector rare. $70 collector rare. $100 collector rare. They're very high-valued collector rares. Um, yeah, so... You know, Devin, Devin talked about these. He was like, man, these are like... These are harder to get than some Starlights, he was saying. You know, he's like, you only get maybe one a case. You know, maybe even less on some. He's like, he'd opened a lot and didn't get them all. So, uh, there you guys go. King's Court is the number one set of 2021 for Yu-Gi-Oh! Booster sets. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that quick look at it all. I'm going to have to take a look at Burst of Destiny again. See, you know, and see if that's something I want to get into. Um, I I just don't think there's a lot of cards that I connect with. But Brothers of Legend is is definitely a move, and King's Court is definitely a move. I really like those sets. I'm happy that they're in the top top margin here. All right. Oh, wow. Here we go. Moving on to Digimon. Story and glory. That's exactly it. <laughs> Fluky just joined the chat and just absolutely obliterated everyone. Yes, that's exactly it. You have you got your rarity. You got your story. You got your glory. You have your character. You have a good set. Everything. You got it all. Okay. You want to take a look at what's in Burst of Destiny? Yeah, we can do that real quick. Let's let's see. Let's let's go look up Burst of Destiny before we move on to Digimon. I know the Digimon sample went off, but let's go ahead and just check. Okay. Burst of Digimon. Wow, there goes my brain. Did you guys see it? <laughs> oh man. Okay, here we go. So you got the evil twins, Starlights. Oh, you got a oh elemental hero. Okay, that makes sense. There's some strong Starlights in here. Flow injuries. Swords. Oh wow. Okay. Destiny hero enforcer. They don't have the Starlight though for him, right? It's a it. Okay, I could see why they got the evil twins and you got the elemental hero. That makes sense. Okay. Moving on to Digimon this week. Di- 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 let's go again. Here we go. All right. Now we're going to talk about the top sets of 2021 for Digimon. Um, let's see. You know, uh, I. it's funny. Someone, someone sent me something today where like someone was complaining about Digimon prices and how it's not doing what they thought it was going to do. I think Digimon's doing great. I think Digimon's in a great position. I think 
I think its popularity is rising. I think there's more awareness than there was two years ago. I don't know what people were looking for here. A lotto ticket or what, but I think Digimon's doing great. And it was fun to look at these sets from 2021 because we had been telling you guys, hey, 1.0, 1.5, great legend, like those sets that just don't have good print quality, you might want to grab some sealed. Remember the four box rule? We made that one up. All right, here we go. This is the worst set of 2021. You got Classic Collection at $40, as low as 40 bucks, And it's funny because just a few months ago, it was down to like 30-something dollars a box. Like people just could not get rid of these. So there's two ways of looking at that. You know, like the price is going up or the set sucks. You say whatever you want. I've seen this before, and I'll say it again. Um, this reminds me exactly of Pokemon XY Evolutions. People were sick of it. People wanted nothing to do with it. Let's give this one three years, four years. Let's see if we say, see the same things. Say the same things as well. Um, I'm not willing to give up on Classic Collection. I think it's great. I will be in the market for PSA 10 alt arts. Bet. Bet on that. Um, guarantee it. I think it's going to be big. Um, I think people are undervaluing this, and that's that's my opinion, but I've seen this before, and I think we're going to see it again. All right. So classic. This is classic. Classic XY Evolutions written all over it. <clears throat> all right, let's go on to the second worst set. You got Great Legend at sixty four ninety six, which is not bad. That's actually great. That is still like retail prices after a year. If it was really bad, you would think it would be down in the 40s, kind of like classic, right? Not bad at all. I think it's just an average, average set. I also think when you watch how these sets progress and you see which ones are priced better than the others, Digimon makes perfect sense, almost just like Yu-Gi-Oh did. Yu-Gi-Oh made perfect sense as you went along. You're like, oh, of course King's Court was number one. When you compare everything else, of course Brothers of Legend is up there. When you see this, you'd be like, it all adds up. You know, there's no question. None of that crap. Um, but this is, I like this. There's nothing wrong with this. 64 bucks. Take a look at Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh had, what, two or three boxes that were below wholesale prices? This is above wholesale. All right. Now we got the third worst set of Digimon 2021. Battle of Omni. $94.99. Now, I feel great about this one. The reason why... <laughs> I wish I could pull up how many times I used to say this, but I really like the Battle of Omni booster box because it was a themed booster box. Remember what I told you guys about this? Remember how I had drawn the lines between Bandai theme boosters... Tournament of Power, Theme Booster, Bandai, Digimon, Dragon Ball, they're the same. This is this is the first themed booster. It's not a part of the it's not a part of the booster like line. It's a it's its own thing. Battle of Omni, $94.99. Remember when we were talking about these, they were like 50, 60, 70 bucks. I like this. That's a great jump in a year. 25 bucks. 
if you four box ruled it, right? If you did the four box rule, you would be up $100 right now. It's a great set. It's a fun set, which really reminds me of Tournament of Power. It's a great set. It's a fun set. Um, I would be, I'm interested to see where this one is going to land in another year. This one might be like over a hundred bucks. That's awesome. It's, it should like, it's a, it's a really fun set. Everyone has fun opening it. All right. Now things are going to start heating up. We're moving on to the, uh, top sets of 2021. You got Digimon 1.5, $96.98. Now, there's a couple things here. Um, it's loaded with Imperial Dramon, which is a huge fan favorite. Um, it's got Omnimon in it, which he's not that expensive in the set, but he's in there. Uh, and then it's also very playable, right? So there's a lot of blue stuff in here that was playable for a long time. Um, I don't know if you remember, but like Davis... That was a $15 to $25 card, like almost for a year and a half. Davis was very expensive. It only started dropping until recently. Uh, but Davis was like an $18 card. Now he's down like 8 or 9 but still very solid. Um, you have V-Mons in here that are $15 cards that are just rares. They're not, they're not hollows or anything like that. Um, so there's a lot of rares. There's a lot of uh, regular play sets in here that are fairly pricey. For competition play. A lot of blue stuff. Um, you'll see some purple stuff in here. Even green. Uh, there's some green stuff in here that people want. So there's some playability. There's some collectability. There's also that supply squeeze that we had talked about back in the day. Remember the whole Digimon like got lost at sea story that people were like throwing around? Remember when COVID was around? You couldn't get your hands on this stuff. Um, and then you have the other, the other like perfect storm of stuff. Perfect storm. You also have the bad print quality. You have nicks on every card. Every card it has whitening on it, right? So this is all factors that I think are going to make this one a really good set. 1.5 is a great set. And we just covered the secret rare today, right? Like this $4 secret rare can turn into a $90 bill. It's absolutely nuts. Um, it's loaded. Loaded. I really like it. Cool set. Probably one of my favorite sets um, to open. Here we go. Next one. Double Diamond. Now, I was surprised that this one was not number one. Um, it should be number one. When you consider the Ghost, the, the, the Americamon that you can pull, I'm, I'm going to take a, take a guess that this might be the number one contender um, Probably in another six to nine months, this may be the more expensive, the most expensive box from the 2021 era. Um, just because if that ghost rare, if that Americamon is is as rare as we say it is, it will have huge implications on like the sealed product. Um, people are going to want to have it sealed. So 9849, which is still great. I mean, because Double Diamond, you know, is not crazy old, right? It's it's newer than 1.5. I can tell you that. So it's it's good to see it in the top top tier here next i think this is the last one yeah this is the last one the top set of 2021 1.0 look at that digimon 1.0 the one <laughs> if you can rewind to you know a year and a half ago when i was saying hey if you want to get on the bus and start collecting a new hob a uh, new tcg 
from the beginning, day one, Digimon. Get 1.0 and just every time a set comes out, get a box, four box rule, seal it, keep it away. You'd be doing pretty good, right? Um, so yeah, 1.0 is at 165 bucks. Uh, and it's just it's a great set. Um I remember it's not as it wasn't as fun for me to open initially as it is now. Like when I open it now, oh my gosh, you know, I love seeing like a secret rare Beelzemon. Um, if you get the Lilith Mon, Omnimon, then you have all the different alts, right? Like War Greymon, Metal Groomon, all of them. Absolutely loaded. It's a very good set, very fun set. Um I I have no no issues with this being number one. And yes, when we look at 2022, this is what Fluky was saying, 2022 has been a great year. No, it, it has. That's what I'm saying. Like Digimon, Digimon has been so solid. I have no complaints uh, to whoever was crying about the prices and it's not as rare and it's, you know, whatever. It's, it's not what you thought it was going to be. Like, get out of here. Get out of here with that crap. It's doing amazing. It is doing amazing for something that took off when COVID started and somehow survived because Pokemon could have just ate this thing alive. Dragon Ball could have just ate this thing alive. All the different TCGs could literally just wipe out Digimon. But Digimon stayed in its place, did its thing, and it's doing the the right things over and over and over again. And I think that's going to make it very collectible. There you guys go. That's the top sets of 2021 for Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. This was really fun for me to cover because, like I said, I, I finally get to see the fruits of all the stuff we've been calling out, right? And uh, I know it's I know it's more flashy. It's more flashy to say certain things and 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 make a big deal out of stuff that's that just released last week. But for me, I like to look at longevity. I want to be here next year. I want to be here the week after, you know, so like, um, I like to look at how things will age in the future. <clears throat> All right. That's it for Digimon this week. Moving on to Dragon Ball. Here we go. All right. Dragon Ball segment this week, yeah, we're talking about God Rares again, but it's not going to be what you thought it was, okay? It's not going to be what you think this is. Um, today, we're going to we're going to talk about <laughs> the insane similarities that these cards have. We're not comparing them. We're actually talking about how similar they actually are because um, they are crazy similar. Uh, so I pulled up a bunch of different charts for you guys to assess some information. And uh, hopefully you guys can see what I'm seeing. It's just, uh, it's an observation is what it is. So you have the Vegeta God Rare from Realm of the Gods, which is about uh, six months old, came out in April. And then you have Bardock from Dawn of the Z, which came out in September. Digimon seems to have separated itself from the other card games besides the big three. Solidly in number four right now. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. And I actually think that Digimon might be more competitive 
it might be more competitive, you know, in, uh, you know, it's hard for me to explain. I guess you could say, it's a, there, it's a different type of person who collects Digimon. I can tell you that a different type of person who collects Digimon. Um, I think the knowledge required, especially because we didn't get a show that covers every single character. Um, I think the fact that it's not mainstream and it's not Pokemon shows that the type of people that collect Digimon are people that collect what they like. I think that's something to say. Um, because they're not a part of the crowd, right? Like Digimon has a small community to it, but you are different than the crowd if you collect Digimon. So it's weird. Um, you got to be a special kind of person to collect Digimon because you have to know your stuff. Um, even the modern stuff, you got to know stuff. Like if you don't know that Imperial Dramon can turn into like eight different Digimon, you're not going to enjoy it. Right. But, um, I think if you can nerd out on the different things, it just, it, it's, it's not, it's not as straightforward and as simple as Pokemon. You actually got to know your stuff. Is there's so much depth to it, right? <clears throat> okay, let's get into this Dragon Ball stuff. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna compare some some God rares here. The first thing I want to talk about is the prices of these cards. Check this out. So on the left you have the Bardock God rare. On the right you have Vegeta God rare. Now Vegeta has been out for six months. Bardock has been out for one month. Look at the charts. Uh, in the last month, Vegeta has clipped 2250, 2300. Okay, but look at that chart. You have, comes here, right? It's here, down, over, down, over. <clears throat> Both cards are currently valued at $2,000 right now. That's what I want you to look at. Both cards are currently at $2,000, but at an earlier time this year, they were valued at a higher amount, right? So what I want you to look at is right here. Look at right here. That's what this is right here. This is that $2,300 price point. This is the $2,300 price point. It's the same exact thing on a smaller time frame. So Bardock is showing showing the same exact pricing information as Vegeta. We we know that, but it gets it gets it goes deeper. It goes even deeper, so just hold on for a second, okay? Just hold on for a second. Here's the next part. Let's talk about the case prices. <laughs> Look at these charts. Look at these damn charts. Okay, <clears throat> so this was May for, for Realm of the Gods, and this was just, you know, September for Dawn and Z. So there, remember, this set is about June, July, August, September. it's about four or five months older, older than Dawn of the Z. Look at the price chart. Up, over, up, over, up. Up, over, up, over, up. So you have a $1,900 case right now, almost $2,000 for Realm of the Gods. And today we saw that you have 
1800 $1, $1, uh, cases for Dawn of the Z. I know it doesn't show it here, but we saw that you can buy like 30, 30 cases as low as 18 something. <clears throat> right? So they're exactly the same. And, and I look, zoom in, right? So let's go ahead and take only one month of Dragon Ball and um, Realm of the Gods. If you get rid of, just look right here. That same thing is right here. If you cut this in half, get rid of this part right here. Get rid of the May to July and just come here. This little leg right here is the same as this one. They're exactly the same. Their performance is exactly the same. Their price movement is almost exactly the same, but it goes even deeper. Check this out. Now we're going to look at the actual individual box prices. Now you might say, wait a minute, those charts look way different. Hold on. Hold on, okay? Just hold on a second. So, Dawn of the Z only has a one-month pattern. I know it shows three months. Um, this was just like pre-release stuff. So you got you to gotta really take it from right about here. September, right here. Okay? And then look. Dragon Ball. Right here. Came out in April. Right around there. This is pre-release stuff back here. You can't really count that. <clears throat> but check this out. You see this little guy right here? This half right here from 9-3. That is literally <laughs> what this is right here. The first two months of Realm of the Gods looks exactly like the first month right here. If you were just to like cut this guy off and plug it in, it would look exact. This dip right there is literally that. This piece right here is right here. <clears throat> now, Realm of the Gods is at 250 a box. Dawn of the Z is at 115 a box. So, you go to that 115, we're right about here with Dawn of the Z. We're right about here, which is what I'm showing you on the left side of this chart. We're right here, which is right here. Where do you think Dawn of the Z is going to go? One, two, three, four, five, six months from now. Probably up over that $200 price point. I'd be willing to bet on that. But if you look at, and it's on every metric, you got the raw card, you have the case price, you have the box price. <laughs> they literally copy each other. Um, I don't know. You couldn't get a better prediction of what's going to happen in the future. A better, you, this is the best estimated guess you can make. Um, so, if you're into Dragon Ball, you like collecting sealed stuff, if you do a four-box rule for this, I think you're going to do very well. Um, especially if you want to sell a couple boxes and add to your collection, right? You may be able to sell a couple boxes of Dawn of the Z to get enough money to get you the God Rare. Think about that. It was nuts. When I saw this, I was like, holy cow. Uh... We need to we need to look at this and uh man, I just remember the debates we were having on the Discord where we were like, oh, I don't know, I think it's gonna be different. It's gonna be this, it's gonna be that. And it's like, dude, they're the same. They're exactly there's nothing that says that these are going to do differently. The only thing I could think of that Dragon Ball might do, the only thing I could think of is kind of like Mythic Booster, 
They might reprint this card and put a stamp down here saying that it's reprinted. That way it's more accessible to everyone. But I feel like that would just drive the value up of the original. And then they'd probably do the same thing here. That's the only thing I... I don't see this going down in price at all. I, just, I think Realm of the Gods will probably be 400 bucks like by next year. It's out of control. Um, but that's that was the information that I saw today. Wanted to share it with you guys. Um, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see that stuff. You just, it's, it, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's perfect. It was perfect. It's a perfect comparison. And uh, just, I am like shocked at how identical these guys are. All right. That's it for Dragon Ball this week. I hope you guys enjoyed taking a look at this stuff. This is the type of stuff I'm thinking about all the time, right? I'm not just like looking at my binder and like staring at cards. Like I'm thinking about this stuff because there's too many cards out there. There's so many different TCGs to collect. It's like how, how can you process all this information and, and, and make the right picks for your collection and not miss out on anything like all that stuff, right? Okay. That's it for Dragon Ball this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Moving on to Greasy's Gaming Corner. I'm excited for this one. Here we go. All right. Greasy's Gaming Corner. I know we didn't have it last week, but I saw this today, and I think this is something we might cover for the next few weeks. Not just Halo. I know you're seeing that on screen here. But this is a definitive Halo guide, and it was actually created by WADA Games. Um, and they've done some work to their website since the last time we took a look at it. Uh, they're starting to add population reports, and they are starting to give definitive guides on the different variants of games out there. It's, it's nuts. When I show you this, you can be like, wow. This is really cool. I wish more people did this. So check out this. This is the definitive Halo guide. And what it is, is it's actually an article. It was just written or just published October 3rd. Um, and it is literally by the head of research and authentication at WADA. And it's every variant. It's their variant guides. This one specifically for Halo. But I think over the next few weeks, we're probably just going to look at all their guides they have because there's so much, so much knowledge in here. Is when I was going through this, I was like, "This is out of control." So this one is a Halo guide. It's going to tell you about every original Halo game, the different variants, why some are more rare than others, and the amount of detail that goes into this stuff is. I was so excited. I was like, "Wow, this is some real." This is why I want to collect video games because of this. There's so many different little things you just don't know. Um, so here you go. Here's a preface. Uh, I'm excited to finally share the long-awaited Halo guide with you all. This guide is a culmination of years of research and hope collectors of all experience levels can learn something new. Oh, that's what he hopes for. Okay. Now, this is, I don't know where to start with this. Like, we know that PSA acquired WADA, but this is like next level. Wait till you guys see this. this is, I, I wish PSA would do this for their cards. 
This is out of control. Um, I think it's fair to credit where I stand now as a collector to Halo. Collecting Halo games and memorabilia was the catalyst that took my interest in variants to the next level. My research began documenting Halo variants, which then progressed to all Xbox games. If you guys want the entire link, I will send it to you in the Discord. Just let me know. So this guy's talking about all the different variants of Halo. This is kind of a look at his collection here. Sick. I love this. Look at the Xboxes down here. Sick. Okay. So the thing I want to talk about is, first off, is the secret Bungie codes. Bungie had fun with their packaging. They began including secret messages in their packaging starting from the early days of Marathon. Halo Combat Evolved would also get its own secret code, but not until the Game of the Year edition. You can find these secret messages on a variety of Bungie games, including most of the Halo series, and even as recently as Destiny 2. For over 20 years, collectors have attempted to decode these acronyms, but to this day, many of the codes remain unsolved. And it's little stuff like this, like this little code right here, ABTFP, right? That means something. And what they did, this little code right here actually meant something about the release of this game, Pimps at Sea. They were just messing around. Here's You can see here, I'm not going to read it. The future at Pirates at Sea, number five, right? <clears throat> Design changes. Look at this. Look at how, look at this. Who would have caught this? So you have the black label Halo game, and then you have Game of the Year Halo. So that's the easiest thing to see, right? Black label, and then you have Game of the Year. But look at this. They've got it down to the Master Chief right here. The way he's holding the gun in his hand, look at the difference in his hand. You got firm grip, and you have relaxed grip. See the difference? Thumb over, thumb off. Like, who's catching that on the artwork? But it goes even deeper than that. Look at this. On the Game of the Year copy, you have the grooved barrel. Look at the barrel right here. It's got the little notches, right? In the black label, you have the smooth barrel. Just a perfect circle. And this is the type of stuff that collectors are looking at. And it's funny, too, because when you go on eBay... And you'll see someone price their collectible at a stupid high price because they think they have like, they're just copying someone basically like, oh yeah, this, this is the original Halo game. It's the best one. But it's like a real collector who knows his stuff. He's like, uh, can I see a picture of the case, please? He's going to look at the case. He'd be like, um, that's not, you know what I mean? This is different than that. And like the average eBay reseller will be like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? I had no idea. It's crazy. Um, you have left and right Warthog disc. Look at this. The games are different. Crazy stuff. I would have never... You don't even pay attention to this stuff. Like when I am when I was a kid, I didn't even think about this. You got left Warthog. The first Halo disc design featured the Warthog on the left side. What's hilarious about this is that the Master Chief is shown driving the Warthog from the passenger seat. Oh no. It's flipped. Wow, okay. The first disc art revision would not occur until September 2003, where the image was essentially inverted horizontally. Correcting the incorrect driving position. Wow. See, like we all might have had this and didn't even know. You got the different manuals. Look at this. It tells you about all the different manuals. I mean, you got misprint, duplicate page misprint. You got this one's numbered than this one. This one's numbered differently than the other. 
duplicate page corrected, like you got to know what you're looking for, right? You got the different inserts that came with the game. Master Chief, Brutus, Manning, Voodoo, Vince. There are four different inserts known to be included in the first party original Xbox games. Early versions of it were printed in July 2001 and featured Master Chief. On October 2001, Microsoft updated the insert to include more upcoming games. We well as chain we well games we well as changed the insert cover to depict Brutus from the upcoming Brute Force game. I think I remember Brute Force. Crazy. But like look at these small details like I wouldn't even notice when I was a kid and it's like the fact that Wada got this stuff figured out and they know the different variants is amazing in terms of research. Pre-release box info, mini chief box, right? Look at this. Crazy. The mini chief is the earliest box known to have been used for marketing. This box was not retail facing and was only used for display. So like if you had something like this, like ultra rare. You had brute force, Chris? It's crazy. So this website is just absolutely loaded. Look, there's another picture of that mini chief right there. Um, but this isn't the only game they have. What I wanted to share, look, this is just nuts. I mean, look, this is so long. I can't read the whole thing, but it's a complete in-depth breakdown of every Halo variant you need to know. It's got the pop reports. You got two right here and a 9.8 with an A++ seal. Every variant. Look, you got platinum hits. Platinum hits. Game of the year. Game of the year. Black label. Like all kinds of different stuff um, that breaks down. But the other thing is they have variant guides here on their website. And we're going to look at this every week. Talk about the other games. Check this out. You got Super Smash Brothers Melee Guide. There's different Smash Brothers. You got Zelda. The Halo 3 Guide. Pokemon Guides. Final Fantasy X. You got Pokemon Yellow. Look at this. You can already see right here, there's all kinds of different Pokemon Yellows out there. And this is going to help you guys, like if you decide to start collecting your games, you know, what happens if you paid $800 for like, you know, a variant that you probably should only pay 200 bucks for because someone incorrectly listed it. Now you know what to look for and you don't even have to ask because you know what you're looking for. Oh, Killer Instinct, Call of Duty. So they're adding to this and it's like, this will be the most in-depth encyclopedia of information in terms of video games like ever. You got NCAA 14 and you got the definitive uh, Super Nintendo black box variant guide. That's just Nintendo, my bad. I thought this this is just a great service from, from WADA and like I'm impressed. And the fact that PSA acquired them PSA needs to do this. They need to do this, right? Like imagine if there was a definitive Digimon guide and we were able to put everything and like immortalize it and be like, look, this is the guide to Digimon. Everything you need to know. No more bull crap. You don't have to listen to any more stories about how something's more rare than another. We can just put the information out and you can make the decision for yourself. Sick. Yes, I will definitely share this link. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and copy it right now and I'll go ahead and post it in discord right now. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Uh, let's go here. Well, I'm going to put it in the gaming corner. Here is the, uh, WADA guide link that is in discord. That is just super cool to look. It's just, it's, a, <laughs> you can nerd out on this and it is, I mean, I could sit here reading this stuff to you guys all day. Um, I was just really excited that that was the definitive Halo guide. There's a really there's a lot to explain in there, but we'll go ahead and talk about these other ones in the weeks coming. And uh, I'm really excited that they got something like this. Like this helps me, someone who doesn't know enough about games. That's going to help me so much. All right, that's it for the gaming corner. We got some new definitive guides. That's going to help. Game changer, right? All right, guys. Last segment of the night. Moving into Gengar's grabs. Here we go. Where's my button? There it is. All right. Welcome to Gengar's Grabs. This is our last segment of the night. This is this segment all about you guys and the things that you bought this week. Um, we did have a late entry. <clears throat> Chris. Chris, always, always don't do it. Here's the thing. On Tuesday nights, if your entry is not in by 6 p.m., you're going to be out. Um, I did Chris a solid this week. He he submitted his his uh, his Gengar's grabs like last minute before the show. Luckily, I was already prepared. I was ready to roll the show, so I just edited it real quick. But he did. He said he hoped that he could knock someone out of the the top five this week, and he did. He did knock someone out. So I hope you're proud of yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, the, this is a segment all about you guys, what you bought this week. We share it, um, and the way you can get in on the show is by sharing it in our discord. That's how it works. Okay. Number five sideshow. Uh, let me see if I can get you, get, get the names in there. Nope. Not going to let me do it. Okay. Go. There we go. Sideshow with, with the PSA nine black war Greymon. We just talked about 1.5 and how it's loaded. Uh, this is probably one of the better cards in the set. I think it's a great card to collect. Um, I think when as we move forward with Blackboard Greymon and things like that, I think these will be cards that people are going to want. And uh, by that time, it'll be too late. So, sick card, awesome artwork. I got nothing. I got nothing on it. Now, look, it's funny because Danny, Danny just said, I hope I made the entry. Actually... Danny was in the number five spot this week and he had, uh, the Goku alternate art, um, soul striker reborn. That was the number five spot. However, sideshow got bumped down to number five. Why? Because Chris, AKA the Keebler elf dropped in a Nintendo and said, I hope I knock someone out of their spot this week. So it just, it screwed it all up. Sideshow was actually number four. And Danny was number five. So, so, so Chris, Chris drops in with his Nintendo. He goes to number four this week. Uh, he did. He knocked Danny off. Danny fell off. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I, I like a little competition in the cord. So I, I'm all for it, but it's <laughs> so bad. Chris is bad, dude. Oh my gosh. That's so wrong. I can't believe you did that. Chris just knocked him out. Um, you know, and I was, 
I was about to, I was about to, you know, be like, no, you can't enter that late. I'm sorry, Chris, like you're out. But, um, he's our number one guy in the discord. You know, he deserved a late entry. So, (laughs) you know, that's, I guess that's, I guess that's a perk of being a VIP, but it won't happen again. Here's the rule. 6 p.m. Central on Tuesdays. If your entry's not in, you're out, right? So we'll just leave it at that. But hey, this is a cool vintage system. Um, I just hooked up the Switch again for my son today. So he was playing Mario Odyssey. Um, I think Nintendo's just a great... Nintendo's a great system, I think, for families. Like, It's got a lot of fun, family-oriented games. Innocent games. Um, it's cool. It's cool to see a vintage. I mean, we just talked about video games today, so sick. All right. Number three this week, Keebler Elf taking everything. We got Wiener Schnitzel. He's at number three uh, with a Series Six foil. That's uh, Apicarimon, and then a Series Four foil of Vikimon or Vikemon, however you want to say it. I, I feel like his name is Vikingmon, so I call him Vikingmon. <clears throat> Rejoin. All right. Oh, cool. Glad you're back. Glad you're back, Art. All right. So, um, yeah, Eric, he's he's number three this week, and he would have been hot ranked higher, but when you see the other things that that came in this week, it just it's hard. It was hard to 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 put him above them. Um. But uh, yeah, that that Apicarimon is probably one of my favorite foils from Series 6. Also, Series 6 in general is probably the rarest Digibattle set there is. Um, so that, on top of that, getting a mega level Digimon in a foil, like that's, it's all icing on the cake. Um, so there you go. That's number three this week. Number two this week. We got Nick Byrne. This is crazy. First of all, our... Let, let's go back. Our our uh our American friends, right? So you got Sideshow and you got Keebler. Um, they made it, but I can tell you what, the United States is getting their asses kicked right now by our international friends. We are losing bad, right? Because we have we have an international win, the Gengar's grabs, almost like every week now. Is if you just look at the track record, like JT disappeared and we got internationals. We got Canadians. We got Australians. They're winning every week. They're beating us down. You guys, you guys got to figure it out. So we need someone to step up to the plate and get some epic grabs, okay? Because at number two, we got Nick Byrne all the way from Australia. He completed his entire base set graded collection. This is base set, and they're all PSA 7s. Uh, and the reason he did that the reason he went for the PSA 7s is because he saw how cheap they were. Super cheap. Let's just go ahead and knock it out, right? Great strategy. So he actually got the Charizard. This, these, the ones that he grabbed recently are the Charizard and the Blastoise, and that completed the entire set. And then when you see it all right here in all of its glory, that is amazing to look at. That is, that's something that I set out to do earlier last year. I still haven't done it, right? So uh, kudos to Nick. Our buddy from Australia, that is that is really cool to look at. It's just, that's classic right there. All right. <laughs> and number one this week, well, look at, we got we got Canada. We got Wiener Schnitzel in Canada. We got Nick Byrne in Australia. 
And then we got we got the GOAT. We got ATM. Mitch. Now, this is just a part of his PSA submission. He had he sent like four pages in. I, I didn't want to share it all. This is my favorite page, by the way. That's why it won this week. Uh, ATM from Canada. He's got PSA 9s and PSA 10s of modern Digimon. We got alt arts. We got secret rares. He's got vintage Digimon, non-hollows, gold stamps, everything. And this is huge. Um, a lot of fan favorites in here, right? You got uh, Black War Greymon. You got Omnimon. You Flamedramon. Were-Garoo-Mon. Metal-Garoo-Mon. Black War Greymon. Like, there's an Omni in there. Looks like Piedmon right there. Flamedramon. These are all great cards, fan favorites. Some of my favorite Digimon. I really want this Flamedramon right there. Um, I believe this Were-Garoo-Mon was a PSA 10. And I was like, damn, that's sick. That's a nice one. Uh, it's a really nice one. So, uh, yeah, kudos ATM. And it's not just because he had this. This is just my favorite page. But he had a he sent a picture of all the Pokemon that he just got. He sent a picture of all the Dragon Ball he got. And that was his most recent PSA return. So he just boop, 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 put them all up. Um, and it looks sick. And this was just my favorite, favorite shot from them all. So ATM wins once again, Canada just showing out. Canada is just making us look bad guys. Um, and that is it for Gengar's grabs this week. Before you go, I have a, I have a, I have a favorite ask. Make sure you like the video. And if you can share me on your Facebook, share the podcast on your Instagram, tag me, uh, and if you really like the channel, please subscribe, right? You can also join our Discord. As you can see, uh, Art um, Arturo Perez, he just rejoined the Discord. So he's back. And why should you do that? Because it's free. We have a lot of good people in there. And uh, it's fun, right? Um, lastly, if you enjoy the podcast that much, you can support it by clicking the links in any of our videos. After they publish, right? It'll say, um, listen to our podcast here. And it says support in parentheses. If you click that link, you can donate as little as 99 cents a month. And all that does is it pays for the stuff that I give back to you guys, right? Uh, it powers the podcast. <clears throat> but it's completely optional. You do what you got to do. And that's it, guys. That is it for episode 106. I'll see you guys. Shoot up. Oh. Party time this Friday. I'll see you guys this Friday for our Halloween break. We got Fright Flicks, Goosebumps, both by Tops. The winner. It's a free Funko Pop, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's this Friday at 7.30. That, so I'll see you guys next Friday. And if I don't see you then, I'll see you for episode 107 of the podcast. Peace. Thank you guys for listening.